0: It is April 1940 and the storm of world war has come to the shores of Scandinavia. The Wehrmacht, the feared war machine of the Third Reich, has turned its gaze toward the Kingdom of Norway. Over 100,000 German troops descend upon the country. In two short months the besieged kingdom fell to Nazi control despite the gallant efforts of the Norwegian armed forces. By now the phony war was over, Belgium had fallen. France would go soon. General Heinz Guderian's Panzer Divisions were pouring into Western Europe and the Allies had no choice but to commit their resources to other battlefields. But two years later, Allied detentions returned to Norway. In the frigid plains of Telemark, near the small town of Ryuken, lay an otherwise unremarkable hydroelectric power plant, Mork. Built to generate electricity and produce fertilizer, its purpose seemed innocuous, but the plant had since been adapted for other uses. The Allies had learned that the site was instrumental in producing a substance known as heavy water, a potentially vital piece in the Third Reich's quest for the atom bomb. But the British were keen to ensure that the Nazis never completed that quest. The British High Command directed the Special Operations Executive, SOE, to see to that end. Gunnar Michael journalist, historian and author of Heavy Water Sabotage, tells us about this shadowy unit. Special Operations
1: Executive it's a secret organization. They were trained in guerrilla warfare actually and silent killing was the key word. silent killing just as in modern guerrilla warfare uh, I think the reason they were not liked by the traditional military was that this was not honorable uh, way of uh, fighting a war. Ungentleman uh, warfare, uh, Winston Churchill's uh, expression.
0: An organization whose founding directive was to set Europe ablaze did its best to accomplish just that. A team of SOE trained Norwegian operatives would infiltrate Norway by air. They were to serve as an advance guard for a platoon of British paratroopers who would drop in and move to destroy the plant. It was a daring plan, but they say that no battle plan survives contact with the enemy, as it was with this one. Poor weather and poorer visibility meant that the flight transporting the British paratroopers tragically crashed en route. The mission had failed. The Nazis were now alerted to Allied interest in Vermork. Security was tightened, patrols increased, but SOE would not be deterred. They mounted another operation for February of 1943. On the night of the 27th, a Norwegian team under the command of Lieutenant Joachim Runneberg parachuted into Norway with the aim of sending Vermork to a fiery grave. Rønneberg and his team linked up with the first Norwegian team that had parachuted in late last year, who had remained in the country, waiting for them. Together, they ready themselves to attack for Mork, but the plant was not so easily reached. Located on a hill on the other side of a ravine, even approaching the plant would prove to be a major challenge.
1: This ravine very steep, and there is a bridge over from from uh, the, the village across the valley and to the power plant, and it's guarded by German soldiers. That's the only way to cross the valley. The young lieutenant was forced to improvise. They decided to cross the, the uh, ravine by climbing straight down on one side, crossing the river, and up uh, on the other side, and then follow a, uh, an old railway into the, the plant. Such a climb was far from easy. It was reckoned as as impossible among the local boys. I asked uh, Rönneberg about this and he said that this was free climbing. They didn't use any ropes, they just used their hands. And his motto was, where bushes grow, man can climb. Now into the facility, the operation was truly underway. They went into the plant, they separated in two groups one covering the um, German barracks uh, and the other with uh, Joachim Renberg as a uh, leader they went into the basement of the uh, heavy water uh, building uh, it was a very tall building but uh, the key machinery was in the basement of the building they were supposed to go in through the doors actually but it was all locked.
0: And so, the resourceful lieutenant improvised once again. They had to climb
1: in through the, uh, uh, along uh, the pipes under the, uh, the floor of the, the, the basement. It was, this was uh, quite a, uh, a spectacular way to, to get into the, to the, actually, uh, room where all the, all the uh, heavy water cells uh, were placed and which they were supposed to blow up.
0: With the target in sight and in reach, the stage was set. The explosives were primed. All was ready to go. Lieutenant Runneberg set the timers, and like a bat out of hell, he and his team made for the hills. The operation was a success. It was later evaluated by SOE to be the most successful act of sabotage in all of World War II.
1: It was actually a very important, the most important Allied operation in Norway, and uh, certainly the most spectacular.
0: As they escaped into the night, they charged forward not only towards freedom, but towards their place in history.